Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two of the three-hour edition of Oilers Now. We're going three hours the rest of the way. As long as the Oilers are in the playoffs, we're going three hours a day. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Keep reaching us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. I have to laugh listening to Randy Kilburn say it's 29 degrees. Celsius in Edmonton. Uh, we are in parts unknown in Southern California, and it's not even half that. It's crazy. Uh, as uh, we in momentarily will go to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino open 24 7, 365. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. Tell you, guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Tepon Yaki Steak Restaurant. Come in and check out their new locations at 3975 Calgary Trail. Without further ado, he is an Edmonton sporting icon, the former heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League, a Montreal based media personality. And last week on this show, as I was uh, flying back with Jack Michaels on the Oilers uh, plane, uh, George LaRocque, for our friends at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rentals and sales, George LaRocque basically said the series was over. He said the comeback for Edmonton would result in the Oilers taking care of business. He is the prophetic one, uh, the big man himself, George LaRocque. Hello, George. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How you doing? How's everyone? Well, obviously, we're doing pretty good, George. We're on to the second round. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, my God. This is uh, this is so good. You know, it's so good that uh, guys got to rest, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, big guns. I like, I like the fact that, uh, you know, this contribution from all the players, but I didn't want this series to go in seven, you know, and, and you know, to, to get that extra extra rest, it's so good for a team. Um, and I like the fact that contribution comes from everyone. So it makes us a tougher team to play against. George, uh, you were on the show last week with Brendan and Cam Moon, and you said you liked Edmonton's chances after rallying from the 3 nothing deficit. There were a lot of people uh, that wrote the Edmonton Oilers off down two games to one. They lost two games in overtime to L.A., They'd blown the the 3-1 lead in Game 1 where they looked completely dominant against the Kings in Game 1. Uh, you know, lost the over the two overtime games and were down 3-0 in the first period of Game number 2. Stuart Skinner would be chased. A lot of people were...
Oh, yeah, Bob, I can hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got too. a call. Yep. It's a, yeah, we got you again, Dewey George. Yes, I'm yeah, there. Yeah. I'm there. Anyways, bottom line is, why? How did you know Edmonton was going to come back and win the series after the way they won Game Four? Okay, okay. So, so you guys understand, hockey is all about momentum. And if you're the Kings, right, and you're sitting there, you're up three nothing, you're playing at home, and in your mind, it's over. You're going to win this game. It's up three one, and at three one, it's over. The others, like they're not going to come back. They're not going to win three wins in a row. So. In their mind, during their building, it's over. When the Oilers came back 3-3 and they won that game, it broke the spirit. Even in the Kings' mind, it was like that was a chance and we blew it. From that moment on, it was done because they were broken. And in the playoff, that's what you need. You need to broke your opponent. And the Oilers did that. It's crazy because they went from being broken to period of being broken because all they had to do is stay ahead, win that game, and the same would have been over. But the, the fashion that the others came back gave him confidence. And on top of that, you broke the spirit of the Kings, knowing that, you know, going in a series 2-2, going back to Edmonton, is not the same as going back to Edmonton 3-1, knowing that you're going back home after. So that's, that's why after that moment on, it was done. And even the ultimate game that we won, like, it, our goalie, it wasn't his best game. Our goalie has not been good enough in this playoff. Actually, Campbell saved us. Campbell, yeah. in his relief effort, saved the others. If he didn't do this job, we, we, we lose that series with none. So even though Skinner is the number one goalie, we can't forget that Campbell saved us in game four. But Skinner is going to have to be much better because now it's going to be way harder, as we know, next round coming up. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, like, you'll get more confident and you'll make the big save because um, I, I didn't like our goaltending in the first round. But the forward, the defense and everything was good. But some of these goals could have broke momentum. It didn't. Guys never quit. But we cannot hope to win, having to score five goals to win a game in the playoffs. George LaRock joining us for Contract Equipment Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with sa uh, rental and sales. George, uh, it's funny. The orders fell behind in, when you played in Edmonton in 1998 behind three games to one to Colorado and Patrick Waugh. Okay? He's one of the greatest goalies of all time. But that in, in that series, it was Cujo, wasn't it? He just played lights out. No, you, you know... The thing, though, with, with playoff is, you know when they always say, Bob, the fourth game is the hardest to win? What you have to know is when a team is up 3-1 in their series, you don't play with the same level of desperation as the team that don't want to get eliminated. A team that doesn't want to get eliminated brings it to a level that the team that is leading is comfortable. You're comfortable. You know there's a leeway. If you're losing, you could still you can still come back. And it's tough to maintain the same level of desperation is a team that doesn't want to be eliminated, doesn't want it to be over. So what happened, the way Colorado was in control when they played us in 98, they, they are the best team. They are the best players. They had higher salary cap. There was no salary cap back then. So we just were a bunch of hard workers, and they had all the talent in the league. But the thing is, what happened is we raised a game to a level that they could match. For game, for, for game five and then for game six. And then 
when they try to turn it on, it was too late. Because then we were on the roll, and then you don't want, when you have a team against the cable, you have to take them down now. Because if you give them life, it's dangerous. So that's why you can never be like, oh, let, we're going to let them win one at home. We're coming back at home. We're going to win. We're going to turn it up. It doesn't work like that. Because if you do that, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's kind of like the same. You look at Boston, right? Boston yeah, so was that's up where I was going to go next. Yeah. Boston, yeah. I think this is the biggest choke in the history of the NHL. The biggest of all. This the biggest upset I've ever seen, Bob. And the reason why I'm saying that is not just because Boston got 65 victories this year. Boston was in control in that series, three games to one. The Panthers had no answers for them. And then what happened? Ben Giron come back. Bergeron's come back, so the perfect line was back together. How the hell Bergeron comes back and the team lose three in a row? It doesn't make sense. And on top of that, they take Lyons out of the net and they put Bobrovsky in for game five, six, and seven. Bobrovsky, like, he was done. He comes back, and it's not like he was stellar. But how does a Vizina goalie like Allmark can do the job? 15 goals last three games against the Bruins the top defensive team in the NHL, they lose three games at home. Something that they didn't do all year long. But, you know, again, it goes, Bob, with the level of desperation. Florida, they didn't want to be eliminated. Boston, they were content. They thought things were in control. It's okay for Brock to drop a game there because we're coming back at home. They got to game seven, but all the momentum was in the side of Florida because they all came back and the confidence grew and grew. And actually, the craziest part about that series, they were beat by one man, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk handedly himself beat the Boston Rooms. Yeah. No one was able to match him up. He did everything on the ice. It was incredible. I agree. He was terrific. George, now here's the deal. Seattle and Colorado... Colorado outplayed Seattle in large stretches of games five, six, and seven. I, you know, I'm shocked that Seattle lost Jared McCann, a 40 goal score. I am stunned that Seattle found a way to win, but Grubauer stood on his head. You got to be shocked, aren't you, that Seattle won that series? Defending Stanley Cup champs. Okay, I have two things regarding that, okay? Two things. Two important things. First thing, you know how hockey gods are, right? Hockey gods are the balance in hockey. They make sure that things is always right. What do you think of McCarr's suspension, Bob, on, on McCain? What do you think of that suspension? I thought it could have been longer than one game. Exactly. It should have been at least three games, especially knowing that McCain was out because the NHL liked to suspend with results. So he only got one game. It was unfair. The hockey guy had to make sure that Seattle was going to win to bring back balance, and that's what they did. That's my first thing. Second thing, what is Kraken has done, Bob, I think is going to change the way that teams are building their teams. Because if you're looking at the way that teams are built in NHL, you've got top two lines that are making between 6 and $10 million each. Third line is a checker, and the fourth line is energy line. That's how most NHL teams are made of. If you look at the Kraken, their lines, the way there is, there's no 10 million elite player. The first line, players are between 40, 50 points. Second line, 40, 50 points. Third line, 40 points. 
and the fourth line, 30 points. Your top three lines, they score a point each two games. That's the average. And the fourth line to contribute. You're looking at that team, Bob. Every time they're on the ice, they're a threat to score. There's no team in the NHL that is a threat to score that is as balanced as the Kraken. They were the best team in the NHL, five against five, because the way they're built. They were built that way because they're an expansion team, so they have average player they make a line with. And when you're looking at that, in their second year in the NHL, to be making the playoff when teams, teams like, been, like look at the Oilers, for example. It took us 10 years to get back in the playoff, and that's when we draft McJesus. 10 years we were out. How do you explain an expansion team that are drafting players that team no longer want, that didn't protect? How do you explain they put a team together and they made the playoff in their second years when they still team the NHL that can't figure out how to get in the playoff? Because I think a balanced attack in all the lines is way better to have one or two guys that make $10 million and you have nothing else. And that's why they're a hard team to play against. And I think it's a recipe that you're going to see more and more teams does because when you can get contribution from all your lines, you're a way better threat than against just one line that you have to neutralize and then nothing you hope for a miracle for the other lines to score. That's the recipe. That's how they play. And look at that. The result is incredible. George, they have six forwards between four and a half and five and a half million dollars. Wenberg, McCann, Gord, Bjorkstrand, Schwartz, and Everly. And that doesn't include Beneers, who's their first line center. All right, George, uh, two more bits of business. Give me your thoughts. Edmonton and Vegas, what do you see? I think that it's, this series is going to be easier for the others than the one with, um, with uh, LA because you look at LA, right? And we know that LA, they have two of the best like candidates for the Selkie, you know what, offensive, defensive player, like Kopitar and Dano. Dano, by the way, uh, I, I don't call that playing hockey. All he did is was walking on McDavid all the time. He hurt him one time when John Turner was on the side of the board. Two-handed, like, hurt him. Turner went down. There was no call on it. I don't call that hockey. But still, they were better guilt defensively to play against the offensive-minded Oilers like that. Uh, the the uh, Golden Knights are better offensively, but defensive-wise, they're not as equipped to counter Connor and and uh, and Drysaddle. So, and also, I'm not afraid of the goalie. It's going to be a tougher series when we play the Stars. But let's start with with Vegas and Minton in six. All right, and here's where I tell you, George, that Vegas finished 11th in the league in goals against and L.A. was uh, 16th in the regular season. But the second half of the year, L.A. was a top three defensive team. So to your but, point, but, but, and George. But, 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 but also, Bob, remember, in defense, you knew that Dano is mission. Dano shut down yeah. uh, Matthews when he played Toronto. Matthews said he was the best defensive player in the league. Matthews couldn't do anything. And then his job was against McDavid. McDavid hated yeah. playing against them. So there's no more Dano now. There's no players that can right. play the job that what he did. 17 years ago today, George, was a great night for the Edmonton Oilers at home against Detroit. Game six. You guys are down 2 nothing after one. You're up 3-2 in the series. I was on uh, Total Sports, told Spec that I, Spec had Detroit in three. I said the Oilers were going to win the series. Brownlee and me were the only two guys to pick Edmonton, and I said that day that Alex Hemsky would score twice. 
And a couple of the uh, veteran writers, oh, you and your Hemsky love, stopper. And then after the game, they're interviewing Alsh in the dressing room after he scored two goals against Detroit. That was an amazing victory against the Wings, wasn't it? It was. And you know, you know, you know what's crazy is that when we beat the, the, the Wings that time, when they had all the big guys, big players in it, the, like, all the series after were much easier. The hardest series was the Wings. Like the other, when we play like the Sharks and we played the like we beat the Ducks in five to go to the Stanley Cup final. They were easy. The Wings had more talent, but again, you know when you talk about hockey gods, what is the the biggest thing we did to break the curse to bring the Wings? Remember that the octopus. Yes, they, when they threw the octopus on the ice, Brad Winchester had a plastic glove on his glove. He went to pick it up, bring it back to our bench, who broke the curse. So artists and Hamiltonian, break the curse. Each series, do something out of the ordinary to give all the energy to our owners so then we win. Make a sacrifice. Do something to make sure that all the energy <laughs> goes towards the owners. This is like Shirley Jackson's the lottery. <laughs> we have to do this every round to make sure the cups come back to, uh, to us. So... We need all your sacrifice all together. And I hope it's going to be a Canadian final. And then the ballot curse is still going to go on in Toronto because we're going to beat Toronto in six. George, love the energy. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Anytime, bro. Anytime. That is George LaRock. It is 124 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll come to the uh, Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injuries. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott joining you. This is Oilers Now. 128 in Edmonton. Do want to mention at this time, the Oilers Now Injury Report's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the gang of James H. Brown, they are stoked that the Oilers are on to round number two. Matthias Janmark inching his way back into potentially seeing some playoff action back on the ice. The Oilers have just hit the ice over at El Segundo. That is the L.A. Kings practice facility. Well, Kings won't be needed anymore. Uh, for Vegas, Nolan Patrick as well as Robin Lehner have not been available all season long. Core injury for Leonard and Patrick, upper body challenge. And uh, their uh, number one goaltender, Logan Thompson, not available as well. But they still have Brassois, Hill, and they did pick up Jonathan Quick as well. We will head off at 129 to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back at 135 today... A one-on-one -on -one exclusive sit-down with Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. This is Oilers Now.